This episode of The Gourmet Goober is brought to you by SoFoodie. That's foodie with a PH. SoFoodie is the go-to platform that highlights the stories and showcases the talent of brothers and sisters who are innovating and creating in the world of food and beverage. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at SoFoodie, that's foodie with a PH, or sign up for their email at SoFoodieWithAPH.com. Everybody, this is JT Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober. You can find me online at JJ Outlaw on Twitter, on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. That you know is what? A thing. I'm, I'm laughing because I haven't said that in over a month. And so I used to have it down pat where I can say it with my, like, not even thinking. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, wait, am I on Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Gourmet Goober. As always, I'm here with my co-host, my BFF, that dude. Are we still calling you the Dark Desperado? We're still in the pandemic, so yes, I am still the Dark Desperado. Oh, so the Dark Desperado isn't just something that you just came up with out of the blue. It's tied to the pandemic. Yes, it's so quite pandemic. As long as I have to wear the mask and the PPEs, yes, I am the Dark Desperado. Okay, we're all going to humor him and call him the Dark Desperado. But he's also known as T-Outlaw. So, T-Outlaw, babe, how are you and where can they find you? <laughs> That's right, kids. You can find me, T-Outlaw, a.k.a. the Dark Desperado, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Chichi Non-Rodriguez. Wait, where did Mr. Chichi come from? Hey, it's the pandemic. What else I got to do? Okay. Today I'm Chichi. But no, uh, you can find me. Is that like Chi Chi from like one of my favorite movies, Tu Wong Fu? Remember that was, what's his name's character's name? Chi Chi. Can I call you Gigi? No, you cannot call me Chi Chi. (laughs) It was Chi Chi. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you so much, kids. (laughs) Once again, you can find me, Tiala, at Tiala. That's T-O-U-T-L-A-W. Once again, I can spell still. On Twitter and on Instagram. You know that thing, the uh, fledgling of Facebook. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tiala Josie Wells, like the movie. You can also try to find me on Facebook, but why would you? You know what? I hate Facebook. I always hate Facebook. <laughs> what, what, you and Mark Zuckerberg have a little thing I going? have a million reasons why I am not a fan of Facebook, but we do have a Facebook page. So, if you go to the Gourmet Goober blog, because we start off as a blog, folks, 
<laughs> you can find all of our updates there. Check us out in the gourmetgoober.com. And da, 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 do, do. we are now do, do. on Amazon do, do. Music. Amazon Music. So, so find our um our um episode is as easy as saying blank. A L E X A. The thing we yell out into the echo because yeah. we don't want to say the real name. Because we're in the living room today um, for reasons that we'll share in a moment instead of where we normally record. And she's always listening. Yes. And we don't want to turn her off. But if you have an Amazon Echo or just Amazon Prime in general, you can now ask to listen to the Gourmet Goober podcast. And we are so proud to be uh, one of the podcasts that were selected as far as their new podcast launch. So. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, we on the up and up. We want some of the Amazon money, baby. And of course, we have to like be really kind to Amazon. That was actually one of the things that we were supposed to do. But seeing that Amazon is now our, like our best bud for many reasons, which we'll go on in a moment, <laughs> that will not be a problem. So we are back after an extended vacation. We were just going to take the month of August off, and I'm so glad we did because. Let me tell you, I don't know about you guys' August, but ours was pretty cray. Yes, it was. Um, so, but we decided to take just another couple of weeks off just to get acclimated with my new job. I think I shared it with you guys that I started a new day job right before I ended um, last the last episode. Um, also, sports was back. Sports are back <laughs> in full force. Yeah, so Big Daddy had to deal with that. Uh, we'll talk about one of the aspects of that, our new friend, Lemon Pepper Lou, <laughs> in the later Oh, we're going to make it hot. <laughs> but more importantly, we just wanted to take a time to relax and rewind and just, like, be a couple outside of the podcast because, you know, we tend to do that. Um. What happened while we were away? So let's see. Um, we cooked a lot. <laughs> um, I actually got a chance to read a couple good books, which is always great. Um, got a chance to meet the new people on my job, which I totally love. Um, and we adopted a dog. Yeah, if for some reason throughout this uh, episode or future episodes you tend to hear some barking and some very vibrant barking, don't trip. We got a dog. Yes, it's not us. I promise. Yeah, yeah sometimes I have Mbaku flashbacks, but this one is coming from a canine over in the corner. And let me say, for those of you who are long-time listeners of the Gourmet Goober, you may recall in one of our earlier episodes where um, I started off the segment talking about um, our the last dog that we had, um, Bear Boo. He was a Kaishan. He was an anniversary gift. We had him. We were blessed to live with him for what, thirteen years, fourteen years. I mean, it wasn't that long. I mean, we'll say he's... It was 13 years, because we got it in, right before our first anniversary, and he was a puppy. Mm, I mean, it's been a year. I was going to say 12, but then, of course, as long as I remember my anniversary, every every other number is kind of inconsequential. Well, what I was saying was how long we had Bear. I was going to say 12 years. Uh, I think 13, but we'll go with that. Okay. But 
anyway, he was our trusty companion. We had him as almost as long as he was married. And so unfortunately when he passed away, we weren't really sure we were even going to get another dog. And we wanted to take our time and just find out to be right. And I, I was, we were finally motivated for a number of factors. One of which um, was, as many people know, with the pandemic, there were many dogs in need. And we were starting to get that inkling earlier this year about, you know what? What would make our little household complete? <laughs> and I laugh because we'll explain um, said combination of new dog with the existing household in a moment. Um, was we really miss having a dog, right? And so... We took our time and looked and, oh my God, let me just tell you guys, looking for a dog online is exhausting. Yes. Because with the pandemic, many of the local area shelters were closed. And so they directed you to one of two sites in the shelters in our area, either something that's called Pet Tango. And then there's another one that's called, I think, Pet Finder, I want to say. Was that the one, Pet Finder? Yes. I know that one of them, Pet Tango, oh my gosh, we had a bad experience where there was this dog and we totally fell in love with him. In hindsight, maybe it was God's way of saying, you know what, maybe not. Because our dog, which is an English bully, I'm not English bully, it's an American bully. 62 pounds of American muscle. <laughs> 62 pounds of pure puppy yes. on my foot, usually. <laughs> muscle. <laughs> But um, he's a big dog. You know, our last dog, Baraboo, was what, about 45, 55 pounds at his highest. Yeah. Um, he was mostly fluff. Mr. Captain Wolf Wolf, he was. Bear was. But now uh, our new dog is uh, more, uh, he's chiseled. He's like, I'm going to call him a little Schwarzenegger now. Yeah, he is funny, though. But anyway, the dog, remember the dog that we saw from Pet Tango that we had our heart set on learning to find out about was the Great Pyrenees dog. Yes. And in hindsight, maybe a Great Pyrenees may not have been it's a great thing. Because, yeah, we have a house and we have a yard. But those are huge dogs, right? And we would probably go through at least five more years. <laughs> but he just looks so amazing and so cute and we read about him. And so we wrote, um, we couldn't wait and we did a lot of research and then we called the place. No, this is the place we called. And the lady said that, oh, where did you find him? And we said, oh, Pet Tango, your website referred us to Pet Tango. And they're like, oh, we don't even have that dog. We haven't had that dog in months. We don't know why they keep showing older animals that we no longer have. We actually have a problem with that site. And so we ran into a couple of snags similar to that. So there was like, there's one dog that was supposedly in East Chicago. And we wrote this really great email from our family, literally like, you know, we're a couple and we've been married for years and we have two cats and we lost her bear boo. And we would really think that this dog would be a good match. And they responded back. Oh, that sounds amazing. And thank you for writing. And we're really happy. The dog is actually in Kentucky. So if you could kindly just, you know, drive down to Kentucky and meet the dog, we will transport the dog back to you in about a month. And I don't know about you, but 
I, I was not planning to do a road trip to no, Kentucky. There was no plans to go to Kentucky. <laughs> you know, in and especially in the middle yeah. of a pandemic. So that's right. Bye to said doggy. But we actually adopted our little one whose name? Uh, the name of the dog. You yes. forgot the dog's name. <laughs> I know what the dog's name was. I was waiting for, like, do I get a drum roll with this? or? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't need. That was terrible. <laughs> anyway, the somehow we the original <laughs> name of the dog when we found him in the shelter was Heath. Right. Like Ledger, like Barkley. Like the Heath I was thinking Heath like English toffee. Like the English Heath toffee. He does kinda have like English toffee coloring. That's mm-hmm. right. But somehow we took that name and we had to blackenize it and somehow <laughs> we came back with Braxton. Yes. So we found Braxton and we were very lucky. We adopted him from the Humane Society of Miller. And we want to thank everyone there who was so incredible throughout the adoption process. Um, like I said before, he is um, an American bully. Um, he's one of the classic ones. So if you're familiar with the American bully breed, um, it it's kind of weird. Like they range all the way from the pocket bully, which are really small, to like this extra large bully that looks like he can bench press a Buick. <laughs> and then ours looks kind of like a normal dog that I guess the American bully, it's, isn't it like a breed that's bred between like a Stratford terrier yeah, like a and, and he a, has a bulldog. Yeah. He has a Stratford terrier like body. Almost like if you'll see people, who literally will come across this dog, and we found this out on the weekend, who will think he's strapping down straight pit bull because he has kind of a pit bull back and, you know, some muscles here and there from the corners. But his head is literally like they stuck a a big, you know, American, I'm sorry, an English bulldog Bulldog's mask. head. Yeah, Without right the top. smoosh face. Without the smoosh nose. But, yeah. yeah, it's ginormous. In fact, it was hilarious when our vet met him. The first thing out of his mouth was, wow, you have a ginormous head. He's like, look at the size of the head on that bastard. <laughs> um, it is so damn huge. Look at the cranium. <laughs> damn. <laughs> but Braxton has been with us for about two weeks. and He's we, going straight Marmaduke up in this bitch. We could not love him anymore. He is, he's just, I, my nickname for him now is Nugget. He's just my little nugget of joy. But making the transition without having a dog for a year and then changing breeds has been an adventure. <laughs> also, we're dealing with the fact he's young and yeah, young. Yes. So it's been a while since I've dealt with puppy zooms <laughs> and he likes to do puppy zooms, which if you're not familiar with that, that's usually what they call when like lots of times dogs will get this frenetic energy that's just built up and they have to do something with it. And so this dog, much like our last dog, he will just run like a madman throughout the house back and forth just to wear himself out. <laughs> and it's hilarious because, you know, it'll be one in the morning, we'll be watching King of Kings and all of a sudden you hear this boom. And like I said, he's like 62 pounds of pure puppy. So you just hear this like a water buff- mini water buffalo race through your house. Yeah, it's like the Kentucky Derby <laughs> through the middle of the hallway. Yeah, and then 
he just wears himself out wherever he is and just plops. It is hilarious. Um, another thing that I wasn't prepared for is I think Bear Boo, our other dog, was kind of an old soul of sorts. Okay. Whereas this one, he's just like pure like puppy, so everything is exciting for him. He has this particular thing for, I guess his breed, they like to chew. And he has this particular thing for um, plush toys. Oh, God, does he love to chew. <laughs> chewy box was made for him because he will chew on the chewy box. <laughs> he is hilarious. Um, so the first night we were home, we, we created this space for him. We got him a bed. And then I had like this toy box, right? And I I went ahead and got a lot of stuffed toys. Um, and I put it in there because I got some like, like there was Ollie the octopus, which we're now mm-hmm. on our third Ollie. He loves Ollie, so we have to like get him more. Yeah, we uh, uh, Ollie one and Ollie two. We like to have a second of silence for <laughs> moment of silence. He was spread across our living room floor and my yeah. office floor too. Which also between that and his insistence on like playing with Ollie Squeaker during my Zoom meeting, that that was rather hilarious. Yeah, that was kind of hot. You know, there's nothing like being on a call and listening to, like, top scientists talk to you about the coronavirus pandemic and lung cancer at the same time as you just hear this squeak, 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 to the point where the meeting stopped because I forgot to mute myself. (laughs) I was like, oh, sorry, that was me, new puppy. Um, But yeah, he, first of all, it took him like no time at all to figure out that the toy box was his. And so for the last. If, yeah, that's right. Even if all the toys are not his. Oh, yeah. He just took it over. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, I will pick up his toys. And then he's like, no, 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 no. That toy was where it was supposed to be. So he'll walk back to the box. He'll take out his duck. He'll lay it on the ground exactly where I left. he left it. And then go on to play with something else. But it's hilarious because he's like, this is mine and that is mine and this bed is mine and this couch is mine and you belong to me too. <laughs> so it's, like I said, it's just been, it's nice to have a dog around the house, but getting used to some of their um, idiosyncrasies um, has been kind of funny. Especially you, because he took this habit where he has decided that wherever you lay on the couch, he must be with you. Yeah, basically his hips are like the back of him has got to be on my hip. If I'm on one couch, no, he's got to be on that couch. Oh, yeah. And not just anywhere. He wants to be behind you. Yeah, It's the weirdest thing. Like, literally, he'll be in a dead sleep and then you'll sit on the couch and say, oh, daddy. And you just feel this. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing like, what was that? I woke up Saturday and there was, or was it Sunday? You fell asleep on the couch. And then he decided to jump on the couch with you. And me not knowing being dead sleep, waking up with my legs not being awake. Because the dog was on the couch. So I'm in my office writing because, you know, I'm a writer with this new organization. And all of a sudden I hear this thud. (laughs) So I run in the room thinking, oh my God, did something get knocked over? No, it's my husband. He's on the ground. Um, (laughs) There's a dog on top of him. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, my legs, uh, they they require a, a, a few minutes to wake up. 
because he put all what sixty two pounds on the back of my legs, and I, I woke up to you know my legs not being awake and me being in Charlie old man Charlie horse like uh, passion. <laughs> yes, him, that dog, that dog, that dog. Okay, that's what I'm gonna now call him. I'm gonna call him Chewy and that dog. Kind of like, as you said, with like, you know, some of uh, the Gourmet Goobers, like, old boyfriends. How did your parents refer to the boy? Oh. <laughs> you mean that boy? That boy. You're talking about my ex-fiance, right? <laughs> uh, more than your ex-fiance. I, I was, like, talking no, no. to all your... all no, no. your ex-fiance ex was the only one they called that boy. We will not talk about him. That's okay. I don't have no problem. Because oh. it's like... Oh, crap. The X Men ain't the man with the Well, oh no. Oh well, they know now. I was just remembering because remember they don't know we were engaged. I didn't call them. Well, my parents listened to the show. <laughs> okay, rewind this. They weren't engaged. They were. Real, they were just seeing a lot of each other. You know what? It was. It was. You know. It wasn't even long enough to count as an engagement. I, I didn't even get a ring out of it. And he called me Marcy, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what's your name again? <laughs> Not Marcy. <Okay. laughs> Which is why we never got married. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, dog. <laughs> that dog. That dog. So probably the most interesting part of the transition isn't his bizarro habits or his adorable way of destroying every stuffed animal that he has but he insists on playing with the stuffed animal because that's his jam um or is it the fact that he has replaced bear in the oh we must go riding in the car slobbing on everything and getting puppuccinos and pup cups oh yeah he's figured out drive-thrus which is hilarious but beyond that oh and his gassy nature oh so gassy yeah yeah yeah. He just let loose one now, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> so? Anyway, it has to be, we also have two cats, and so the two cats were raised as kittens with the older dog that we lost before Bear Boo. Like Lilo and Snitch. Yeah, so we thought that, you know, they would, it, they're used to dogs. It'll be kind of a, oh, goodness. <laughs> You okay? Sorry, yes. I'm about to say, did talking about Cagney and Lacey get on you? <laughs> Sorry. I I needed to sneeze and then I had to cough at the same time. Okay. That was weird. <laughs> New stuff. But. Um, the two cats. The two cats. Itchy and scratchy. <laughs> Bit Bit and Bean. They've been raised around dogs their entire life. So we thought, oh, well, the transition will be fine. Mm -hmm. Not so much. Bit Bit and Bean want to kick this dog's ass. And the funny thing is, the reason why we chose Heath slash Braxton is he is the world's friendliest dog, just like Bear Boo is. Because we had to get a dog that would get used to us and get used to our animals. And, you know, we would feel safe around. And when we adopted him, before we adopted him, we spent about, what, five hours with him? Yeah. On two separate between two separate days. Correct. 
where we went outside, we played with him, we sat with him, we spent time, we talked to the people there because we wanted to make sure that he would be comfortable. During the time he he was in a humane society, right? So they walked him past the cats. He loved on the cats. They walked him past the other dogs. Oh my gosh, there was not a dog that he didn't love. When we first met him, I knew he was the one because literally they opened up the door and then he jumped and like greeted me. And it's like, oh my God, you're my human. Take me home. He ran past me. No, he didn't. You were right beside me. He greeted me first and then he's, he showed his attention to you. No, he just looked at me. He's like, <laughs> so I got to go. I think he got over that if that's where you saw it. <laughs> sure. But we thought, oh, great. And to his credit, it is so cute because he wants to be close to the cats, right? So every time <laughs> when we first introduced him to the cats, the cats weren't having it. And so they would like hide around in the living room and then they would pop up underneath like a table or something. And then they would run. And then Braxton would be like, dude, there's like creatures popping out of living room tables and under the piano and stuff. It'd be cute. Like for hours, he would go back and peek around. And then he realized that, oh no, there's two of them. And there's like a room they congregate in. Let me just hang out there. And he's tried everything. I've saw him bring a toy to them one time. He's actually laid down in a submissive state and just watched him quietly. He's approached him and wagging his tail like, hey, I want to play. And meanwhile, our cats are like, dude, we will smack the black off you. (laughs) Your nose if you get any closer to us. (laughs) Yeah, literally, I saw one of the cats like a couple days ago, like throw Paul up. Like he was ready to go all Bruce Lee up in this piece. But at least they're to a point now where... The cats feel comfortable in walking around and they know when he's sleeping. Cause I just think he's just so big and so goofy. Cause he's one of those animals that don't really know their size that I think that's probably why it's hard for them to get used to it, but they will in time. I, I have every faith in that, but he is just, he's handling like a pro and he likes to sleep. Yeah. And the cats like it when he sleeps cause they come out and mess with them. Yeah. So we don't want this to become the dog show, but that was like a major thing we did on our vacation. Um, what else did we do? Um, I know that we were trying to acclimate and getting used to me working from home. Yes. So that has been some things and we've divided some. Um, in the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. Which is, I don't know. I would like to say it's getting better, but. Ladies and gentlemen, I would once again like to remind you that this could get a little easier if, if y'all we just all wear your mask. <laughs> Seriously, y'all. And just get together. Social distance, wear a mask, let us all just kind of get through this, and eventually it will it will subside. But until then, everybody needs to get on the right program and uh don't be afraid to vote early and vote often. Yeah. But not in succession okay maybe not to vote often because that's like a chicago joke but not everyone listening will get that that's true (laughs) um but yeah we you know it's it was nice having the time off because we could just try to just do normal things again and not have to look for things to plan for like you know going on on the air with 
um, like, you know, something as simple as grocery shopping and just figuring out, okay, now that I'm home all the time, like 24 seven, I don't have to drive into the city to check voicemail and be gone for, you know, two hours each way and getting there or sorry, less traffic. So make that an hour and a half each way. (laughs) Um, You know, even the most mundane things, you know, and trying to just find a little time to yourself because it's hard because when you take time off, it's not like we can go travel. It's not like we can go on vacation because it's not safe yet. Yeah. And we would also like to in this space. I know I'm, I don't mean to jump in, but also we like to uh, say a great thanks of gratitude. And also we also mourn the loss of a lot of stores and restaurants who at this point have closed temporarily or have closed for good. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's made it more difficult during our time off to enjoy it. Yes. Um, I know one of the mundane things that I have tried to pick up again, although it's been very hard, the listeners to the show, you know, that I have a love of grocery shopping, you know, I don't know why it's some bizarre thing. <laughs> yes. It's her thing. It's, it's kind of relaxing and I get excited when I'm like with produce and things like that. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to be spending more time there. Maybe that will be something small that will give me joy during my time off. Is her here's her cathartic release. She she runs around the store. She's like, "What do we have in the basket? Broccoli." <laughs> she loves saying that. I'm like, "It's broccoli. Know. It's Brussels sprouts." Look, I don't know why it gives me joy. It just does. Okay, I like yes. it. You know, there's nothing more exciting than going to a grocery store and being a bakery. Um, it's obviously with the pandemic, it's not as enjoyable. Um, but at least I had time during this time off now that I'm not like driving to and from the city to do that more. Um, actually it was kind of funny because remember that psycho app that I got? Oh yes. (laughs) The grocery type app. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'm working from home now, 24 seven. I'm going to be able to better organize how we do things in our house. And so one of the things I told Big Daddy was, okay, let's have me do all the grocery shopping. That'll encourage me to not, although I kind of divided between that and Instacart. Um, But Instacart can get kind of pricey. So I'm like, let me do that. At least we'll be able to maintain our budget. We'll save more since I'm not commuting. And Let's just have everything on an, an app, right? So we can be like <laughs> super smart and organized. And that way we both won't buy chips and other stuff that we shouldn't have. Blah, blah, okay. blah. That's pretty much me. <laughs> so I downloaded this app. What was it? Our grocery list? <laughs> should have called that double damned list. <laughs> you should have called that list the Amityville grocery list. To call it the Linda Blair list. <laughs> so I get this list right, and it's an app that you can put on your phone. It came highly recommended. It ties to your Amazon Prime. So the whole idea is that if, say, for instance, I'm at the grocery store and you need to add something to the list and I'm at the store, you can tell the Echo to add it to the list and it'll pop up on my phone, right? Yeah, but like, uh, <laughs> You call the Echo, 
And then you ask, yeah, can I get some emergency Pepsi on that? Yes. Kind of like that. Yes. So I'm at the store (laughs) during my vacation and I see all this stuff pop on the list. Right. And it's like starts off really mundane, like eggs, paper towels, cheese, shrimp, because I'm making shrimp creole. And I'm like going through the list, rice. And then it's getting more and more specific, like, you know, pin, what was it? Pandera Italian dressing. That's right. (laughs) Jiffy peanut butter. Not just any peanut butter, Jiffy peanut butter. That's right. So all this starts showing up on this app as I'm in the grocery store. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) So I take a moment and I text Big Daddy like, is there a reason why you were just jamming my grocery list with all of this? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Come to find out. (laughs) (laughs) This app adds things to the grocery list for you. It thinks you should buy. Things that none of us have like (laughs) consistently asked for. No. So it was hilarious. Like there was at least five or six items on this list. That we never asked for. <laughs> never thought up. Like randomly. None of us saw it on television. It was just random things that showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never had a grocery list that filled out itself. And I'm telling you, Skynet is a thing. So nevertheless, I'm in the store. And I'm literally in this aisle, right? And I was like, the fuck? Like, all of a sudden. I just said it out loud underneath my mouth, but still loud enough people heard. And there are a couple people in the aisle. And I swear one lady actually clutched imaginary pearls. And I'm... I'm was her name Karen? I don't know. But I'm like pointing to my phone and feel that makes a difference. And I'm like, my foot. Fo- is the app possessed? Is my phone possessed? Has it been hacked? No, it's the app. The app just does it itself. They whip out like the Vincent Price like voice. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Look, Usual gets look okay, we are black people. If the app said buy this, we would just drop the phone and the phone belongs to the Yeah, but like, yeah, okay, so. We'd be gone. <laughs> like, screw you, LG. Screw you, Samsung. Screw I'm you, going Motorola. I'm right. going home. Okay. I'm going home. So it wasn't like that, okay? I didn't pull the Cartman, like, screw you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. But it was enough of a freak out (laughs) that I was, like, staring at my phone on the drive home, like, holy shit, my phone is possessed. No, it's the app. (laughs) Yeah, the app Because at first I thought, was it the Alexa? No. Oh, see, I turned it on. No, it wasn't that. Um, (laughs) No, it's the app. The app is putting things on your list that neither one of us wanted. I have to admit, though, the app was hilariously specific for name brand items. Yes. (laughs) Although I have to admit, I almost did buy the Sprite. (laughs) Wait a minute, neither one of us asked for Sprite. No, no, neither one of us asked for Sprite. But that does lead to like a hilarious conversation that we had. Okay. Because you were asking me, like, well, what kind of items was he asking for? And I was telling him, and I was just like, well, at least I got the Sprite right. But to be honest, I don't drink a lot of Sprite, and you drink diet soda, so it didn't really help. And 
we got into a conversation about why the Sprite was right. Because you didn't know that Sprite was hilariously like the Black people soda. <laughs> yeah, apparently I was late to this party. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but you've never noticed that Sprite markets itself towards, you know, Black people? Like, since the days of Obey Your Sirs and Dude, their first advertisement had Curtis when their first advertisement in the eighties had Curtis Blow in it. Remember? Yeah, good for them. I'm like, hey, Curtis <laughs> Blow in a commercial, that's great. Kept moving, didn't worry about it. Yeah, Sprite was just just that random soda that I couldn't get if I couldn't find seven up. See, even my my little existence, I knew that Sprite was always at the cookout. Okay? Good for them. I'm just surprised that you never knew that. <laughs> okay. So at least the, the phantom grocery list knew enough to be like, okay, they're not going to buy all of this stuff. But if we slip spread on the list, we may have gotten them. <laughs> See, if it knew as well enough, it would add ginger ale. Oh, yes. Because ginger ale is not soda. It's medicine. And it'd be a pandemic, y'all. So yeah. See, I wasn't as like you know, <laughs> I wasn't as keyed in as you know, the rest of the world. So in this house, growing up as a young child, <laughs> my parents bought Seven Up, and that was our catch-all medicine. Like, oh, you sick? Uh, just take some cough medicine, some vapor rub, and uh, drink a little Seven Up. It'll clear you up. No, no, ginger ale. Ginger ale cures everything. We talked about that in the previous podcast. I, I, I wouldn't get ginger ale. And I, not just any ginger ale, Canada Dry. You you got to get the right ginger ale. Oh, wait a minute. What was the, uh, it was not the, it was the Schweppes? Yeah, you never get Schweppes. Okay. I was, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I learned that lesson, kids. Schweppes does not help you like Canada Dry. You got a stomach ache, you take Canada Dry, and you go lay down. Duh. Hey. <laughs> When we got ginger ale in this house, which is not often, I think we got Seagram's. And I was thinking, Seagram's ginger ale? Seagram's gin. Hmm. But no. I grew up with 7-Up, so apparently I was very, very late to the party. I was tardy for the party. See, I used to tell you all the time it was the way you were brought up. See, that was actually true this time. Okay. I felt that I, I'm losing, like, you know, I'm losing my card here. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's see. I think we've exhausted everything. Um, uh, our vacation, of course, during our time off, there were some sad news that came in addition to that. And we just want to take a moment to acknowledge them before we move on. Um, particularly the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah. That was really hard. And I felt so bad because... When the news came out, I was the one who woke you up and told you. And that was, oh my gosh, such a kick in the pants. Once again, a moment of silence for the Black Panther. Yes. The one who told, was it Karen, do not bring that funky ass potato (laughs) salad to the cookout. And, you know, in that commercial, and that SNL. Yes. One of the prizes they gave away was Sprite. And the joke was they didn't know why they were the black soda either. See, you missed it then. Okay. <laughs> I missed. <laughs> Apparently, I've just 
my entire existence has now been wiped because <laughs> I wasn't like I didn't get the lemon lime refreshment of Sprite until later. You grew up in the Chocolate City. You had no excuse for that. Once again, Seven Up. <laughs> I think they marketed too. But anyway, uh, once again. All jokes uh, aside, though, yeah. we wanted to give our um, regards to the family of Chadwick Boseman, um, Boseman um, who's made so incredible, some incredible movies. Um, uh, his movie that he did about Thurgood Marshall was incredible. Uh, the one, the Jackie Robinson um, flick he did, I, was that 42? 42. I have the jersey. Yeah, that was amazing. And of course, Black Panther. He you know, for someone who grew up reading the comic books and is a huge fan of the MCU, Brian Coogler created this incredible world that he could not have done without the input and acting talents of certainly the entire cast, but Chadwick embodied the Black Panther and T'Challa. So um, definitely I'm sorry to hear about his passing when we were gone. You forgot my favorite one. You know, get on up. You know, when he was playing Mr. James Brown, you know Godfather what? of Soul. I've never seen Get On Up. You've never seen Get On Up? No. Which is shocking because my husband really likes James Bond. Oh, James, James Brown! Bond. <laughs> James Brown! I'm sorry. I'm thinking if James Brown <laughs> played James Bond. Oh, that would be funky. Yeah, that would be, ooh. <laughs> think, about, think about all the, the different, like the cars and the toys. Well, first of all, I don't think he'd be able to blend in because... <laughs> you gotta have yeah, it's too much soul to be in this place killing bad guys. Yeah, and that no. But you'd be getting all the chicks. You play a good Felix though. <laughs> Please. Felix was the cooler guy when we Felix were was cool, but James Brown couldn't blend in the background, you know, <laughs> and come up with this stuff. Hey, James was front and center. <laughs> but yeah, very much the chat with Bozeman playing uh Big Brother Brown, the Godfather Soul. That was one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I have to check it out. Um, it's actually one of the movies that he made that I didn't have a chance to see. Um, the other one being 21 Bridges. But um, the really cool thing about his passing is that um, I yeah. I took part in the online um, live tweeting of Black Panther. Yes. Um, that took place the day after his passing. And it was just such a really great coming together um, of our community. And it was just kind of a beautiful thing where we were able to bond and share our, you know, memories of his work and share why he was so important and um, certainly discuss the diaspora as represented in Black Panther and why for our community, it was just such a unifying force and a major transformative piece of work. Um, so yeah, that was really kind of a cool thing um, experience that we shared. Um, so it my- was great and all but at the same time, like um, you never want to like have to worry about the fact that probably a lot of, I'm, I'm sure because Black Panther made a great deal of money. Uh, for Marvel and also just overall, but literally at the time that the day after Bozeman uh, passed away uh, that weekend, there was a lot of Black Panther watching. Dot dot dot. Except for I'm taking shots now. My sister, my sister probably has to be the only the only sister who probably uh 
hasn't partaken it. I'm sure there are a couple. You're gonna call her out. You know she yeah, listens I'm, too. I'm firing shots. Hey, this is influencer to listen. Because I'm firing shots. I'm not saying by name, but my sister didn't see Black Panther. I think so. she'll know who she is when she hears you say her. That's okay. I'm not saying her name, but she knows who she is. The one who did not watch Black Panther, probably one of the few sisters that didn't. Actually, I think that's funny that she didn't. Because even my mother, who hates Marvel movies, mm-hmm. we convinced her to see Black Panther. Although it wasn't really hard because Black Panther, to me, is in many respects almost like a Shakespearean type play um, that just happened like movie in terms of plot and relationships and things like that. Obviously from a clearly African slash black perspective. Yes. But it just happened to have superheroes in it. Um, And certainly the relationships that were detected and you know, the work that Ryan put into it and certainly um, Pat, and I wish I remember her last name, um, the woman who won the Oscar and decidedly so for the costumes in the in the individual tribes, just the work that they put into it. It just so happened to be a Marvel movie. Yeah. And um, we're not going to like get deep into like movie reviews now because we're just going to once again influence you, including my sister. But yeah. To watch Black Panther. But my mother was literally... We got her to watch it because we said, look, it just so happens to have superheroes in it. I promise you, you'll forget about it. And she did. And then, of course, Infinity War happened where they fucked up Wakanda. And then we all decided that we didn't want my mother to see it because she'll be mad. Yes. <laughs> We're like, for the love of God, do not let mom see Infinity War. But somehow she did. And then she found out that Wakanda, which she just fell in love with, just got destroyed. And that was another conversation. <laughs> but when in doubt, you can't tell everybody where all your goodies are. Yes. Thomas T seems to think that it's because of the fact that they told Bucky where they, they shared with everybody where Wakanda was. Well, you and know, that's yeah. why Wakanda got jacked up in the movie. That's right. You know, at the end where they discussed about, you know, sharing with the rest of the world, you know, the good things that Wakanda had, in, you know, inside of it. And then all of a sudden Infinity War comes out and, well, there went that problem. Okay, to be fair, with the snap, and the, okay, we're getting the nerdy talk, so it'll just be a second. No, I'm also trying not to drop, you know... I know we're well past spoilers, but at the same time... Mm. Technically speaking, Wakanda would have been effed up anyway if, once Thanos snapped, because they would have just vanished anyway. At least at least they knew what happened to him. Maybe, you know, because they were inside the protective bubble, maybe that was not going to be the case. <laughs> the rest of the world just thought it was like a third world country. We might have been able to avoid the snap if for some reason... <laughs> Bucky wasn't laid up in Wakanda. Yeah, if for some reason they didn't show up in Wakanda and we didn't let them in, somehow maybe we'll survive the snap. But anyway. no, we had to let people in. No, we had to share with the rest of the world. Killmonger was, maybe he knew things. Okay. We've had these conversations for a while. Yeah, this is going for a few years now. So we're not going to obviously. Um, Way down the, the um, yeah, that's the right, podcast because, with it. 
because we're a food and pop culture podcast. Yeah, but black culture, but Black Panther was part of the pop culture phenomenon. I mean, we even went to WakandaCon the first year that they had it in Chicago, which, by the way, we had such a blast, and we hope that they have WakandaCon in the near future. Yes, we do, um, just in memoriam. Also, it was you're fantastic. The, you know you're wearing the Black Panther t-shirt? You know, I didn't realize that until just now. Okay. That is hilarious. More okay. importantly, I think it's your Black Panther t-shirt. Or is it mine? It's yours. Okay. We both have one, and I just took them both. <laughs> so, let's see. Have we talked about everything that happened over our vacation? Sports you know? is back. That's yes. everything else, yeah. Sports is definitely back. <sighs> so, I've been watching a lot of basketball. Um, I've been trying to watch a couple of weeks of the NFL. We're finishing up week two as of this writing. But, yeah. Social distancing, uh, okay, sure. But, yeah, sports is back. Basketball, baseball is going to the playoffs. Shout out to the NBA and the WNBA, by the way, for taking a stand um, after the tragedy that happened in Kenosha. And just, you know, I don't want to say boycotting the game, but skipping on the game to call attention to um, what happened out there. And that, then, every, like all the other sports, getting with the program that for those days, right? They have really led, led um, as far as bringing attention to Black Lives Matter and things like that, which is so awesome. Um, and again, we don't want to weigh everything out. You know, it's hard not to. Also, shout out to talked about everything, right? Also, we like to give a special shout out to. Um, our little young sister, uh, Naomi Osaka, for winning the U.S. Open and doing it with style and class and being able to stand up for uh, social change in her own way also. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. But back to basketball. No, no, no. Not, I wouldn't say back to basketball. What I was trying to say was I feel that this segment is – it's the way we normally do this segment. This segment's a little different because we usually start with your your week. That's fine. And then we usually start with my week. But since we've been gone for so long, I, I realize it's hard to pack everything in just one segment cool. of our time. So sorry if it sounds a little scattered. <laughs> we're just excited to be back and excited to talk to you guys. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Um when we come back, we are going to share in our What's Eating Us segment three stories that we feel that will get us back on track is talking about the intersection of food and pop culture. And then we will close out this podcast as we do every podcast where we share the best thing we ate this week. So we'll take a quick moment to circle back and and also get the dog that off me because, again, 62 pounds of puppy on my feet. <laughs> but you're we are listening you are listening to the gourmet goober podcast we'll be right back this episode of the gourmet goobers podcast is brought to you by fedex office whether if you're starting a business or have been running a company for generations fedex office gives you the best way to print marketing materials posters 
signage, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx creating, editing, saving, and even ordering, it's all fast and super easy, which is why the Gourmet Goober is teaming up with FedEx Office to bring our listeners 30% off your next order of $100 or more. Just go to podco.co slash FedEx. That's podco.co slash FedEx for 30% off your next order. FedEx, the world on time. Hey everybody, this is JJ Outlaw. Hi, I'm T Outlaw. And we are back with um, the episode of the Gourmet Goober Podcast. And right now we are going into our foodie and pop culture segment we call What's Eating Us. That's where we share news of the week that really kind of caught our interest, made us laugh, made us think, and all things in between. And we have three stories as we are coming back to the podcast that kind of captured our interest while we were on an extended vacation um, that I think that everyone would be super eager to know more about. Um, And we are actually going to start with something that caused a little bit of a melee in our home. And that has to do with the shortage of McDonald's quarter pounders that was created by singer rapper Travis Scott. First of all, Travis Scott, who is he? Why is he messing with <laughs> our Big Macs, Quarter Pounders, General? Ah, ah, ah. Not the Big Macs, just the Quarter Pounders. Whatever. <laughs> okay, clearly we old, because when I first told Big Daddy about this, he was like, what is a Travis Scott? Yes. And then you Googled it, and remember the first thing you saw was like, he was with the Kardashian, and then you asked me, and of course I don't follow the Kardashian, so I don't know, the Kookaburro, Candy, Carly, Kylie, Kylie. Yeah, we had one of those down. K's. We had to run down like, okay, which Kardashian slash Jenner uh, was Travis Scott getting it in with? And then we nailed it down. It's definitely a Jenner. I think it's that Kylie Jenner lady. I thought it was Kendall, but no, nonetheless. <laughs> anyway, so he's also um, really popular rapper. No, I can't name any um, Travis Scott songs because. I think my my last favorite rap song ended with like Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book. <laughs> uh, I really last, need yeah. to get caught up <laughs> my rap music um, knowledge, if you will. But Travis is really popular. And so what he did was he joined into a collaboration with McDonald's to promote what is known as the Travis Scott Meal. So get this, the meal comes with a quarter pounder burger with cheese, bacon, and shredded lettuce, a Sprite soda, again, the choice of all brothers and sisters. Sprite is the blackest soda, duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then French fries dipped in barbecue sauce for just $6. So according to CNBC, this actually became so very popular that is now in causing ingredient shortages for some restaurants that are trying to keep up with demand. In fact, McDonald's is temporarily controlling the supply of some of the ingredients to make sure that the meal remains popular. Okay. Can I jump in here? I, sure. I got to start off with, you are McDonald's. <laughs> Not McDowell's. McDowell's. 
there are two things. Well, I'm sorry. There are a few things that McDonald's is known for. Big Macs and Quarter Pounders. Really, that's all you need. Big Macs, Quarter Pounders. How are you running out because of a dude named Travis Scott? Here's the thing. It's not like his meal is all that crazy. Like, literally, isn't his sandwich just like the Quarter Pounder Deluxe? Yeah. With bacon. Yes. I can, <laughs> If you're running out of burgers or the stuff to make it, you can just go down to Wendy's. Hell, they keep every other sandwich they have is a bacon burger. So, the only thing difference they added bacon and the lettuce. Ta-da. <laughs> they run out of lettuce? And then a dip of barbecue sauce. Which they don't even use barbecue sauce all year round. They could just take the leftover from the McRib. That's right. How come, wait a minute, how come Travis Scott couldn't pump that McRib? See, hey, couldn't lose anything off that one. Okay, McRibs are scary. Hey, McRibs are, I mean, they are what they are. We have talked about McRibs on the show. Once again, the McRib is kind of like, you know, like snakes on a plane. You know what you're getting from it. Exactly. Well, it is actually, took no time at all from the time that they introduced to Travis Scott Mill. To then, you started seeing shortages. In fact, they reported it just eight days after McDonald's kicked off the collaboration. And so now, throughout the country, they're working really hard in order to um, to actually supply the meal. And so they're working with their, according to spokesmen, they said we're working closely with our suppliers, distributors, and franchisees to resupply impacted restaurants as soon as possible. But it could be a major blow to McDonald's simply because the quarter pounder with cheese has also been something that has been branded, um, has been kind of one of their quote unquote premium sandwiches. Because believe it or not, it's one of the few sandwiches that they have that is made with fresh beef. Okay, then don't. I don't care if you make it with fresh beef or... I care. That's like the only sandwich I eat at McDonald's. Okay, one that makes me feel that <laughs> all the other sandwiches kind of got like you know the cheap end. It's like okay, that's why meat. I don't eat the other sandwiches because they don't make them with fresh beef. I don't think I really noticed that much. No, it's you McDonald's. actually don't. <laughs> literally, they encase everything. I've got else a McDonald's in- with you. <laughs> literally, they ch- they literally take every sandwich and just dip it in salt and then just fry it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing different about whether or not it's a Big Mac quarter pounder. Except for all the other stuff that comes with it. They're McDonald's. They have, I don't know what's in a quarter pounder, but it's a quarter pounder. Usually your supply is tight, but okay, if they're losing money or that, you know, their supply is down, then yeah. You know, kind of like with uh, Chick-fil-A, just go get more cows. (laughs) Oh, wait, there's no cows in Chick-fil-A. Remember, it's chicken. And that's why some of these people need to take their asses to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and leave me and my, you know, my Big Macs alone. Or my regular quarter pounders that are not being endorsed by Travis Scott. You know, it's it's interesting. And not all collaborations work. Um, we talked about, for example, on the show, the Migos, they had their collaboration with Popeye. But remember, there were certain rules that applied to it, like you could only get it if it was delivered through, I think it was through Uber Eats or one of the 
um, food delivery services. And then you only had your choice of like three meals or something or what have you. Um, Is so, McDonald's delivering? Actually, McDonald's does deliver. But they don't deliver in the, the black neighborhoods. I could get on my phone and deliver right now with the McDonald's. Then why are you not delivering right now? Because we're recording, Goober, and we're supposed to be eating better. Okay, one, I can multitask. Two, I've been a good boy today. <laughs> we'll talk about that after we get off the line, okay? <laughs> off the mics. But in the meantime, I I think it's interesting because I guess the meal that the, they're um, this collab, and apparently it's proving very lucrative for McDonald's, is based on a meal that he himself um, pioneered when he would go on tour. And so it's like a special meal that he came up with. One, I'm kind of disappointed, though, because it sounds kind of basic. Yeah, it is. What what exactly? So let me get this straight. You put bacon and some knockoff barbecue sauce on a quarter pounder. No, 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 the barbecue sauce is just for the fries. Okay, whether or not, whatever your meal comes with, it this is like revolutionary apparently so that plus the sprite you can't get it with any other soda it must come with the sprite why because sprite is a black and soda <laughs> this is why i'm gonna take my diet coke and just sit there with my big mac matter of fact i need to go to mcdowell's and get that maybe i can come up with you know a tea outlaw you know Hookup meal at McDowell's. I don't know. I would just suspect because with all the hoopla and Travis Scott, um, now that I think about it, I know I've read some articles about him recently in GQ and other things. Um, so he he is extremely popular. Um, maybe not with our generation, but certainly with like millennials and beyond and so on. Um, but. I don't know. I guess for this collaboration, I was expecting something more loftier than like literally like fries with barbecue sauce. Yeah. I would rather like deal with Amigos meal. Okay. That's, okay. That's got some revolutionary, nice little pack get together. Okay. So when's Kendrick Lamar going to get a meal? <laughs> can we get with me? Can we take this back like the, uh, like the boondocks and get a Luther meal? Oh, a big Luther meal. The one with the donut. Yes. Now that's revolutionary. <laughs> now see, that would be willing to come out of it. That's right. So is it just a lure that it's Travis Scott's name to it? Because it's not like you couldn't ordinarily just order that anyway. The only difference is the bacon. They got bacon on other things in McDonald's, don't they? Well, yeah, but wasn't it for a while like a promotion where you could put bacon on everything at McDonald's? And it okay. was like temporarily, and now, I don't know if you can request a bacon on a quarter pounder with cheese sandwich. I'm just shocked enough that something so basic would be selling out just because you put Travis Scott's name on it. Can we get a Megan Thee Stallion meal? Ooh. Now see, Megan Thee Stallion meal, what would you think would be on that meal? I would buy that, because I think Megan Thee Stallion is amazing. Some good That work. girl can rock. Yes. Rap. She can spit. She, she, yeah, she she can drop some. I'm I'm good. She can spit rhymes. Yeah, I couldn't think off the top of my head what would be on Megan Stay meal. Maybe like with a combination with a little Cardi B. What was on the Cardi B chips? Oh, oh, wrap snacks. I'm sorry, wrap snacks. 
Wasn't she the one with no 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 no? I was thinking of the Trina snacks with the honeydew. Yeah. Honeydew barbecue. Which by the way, oh my god. We're just gonna put it out in the universe. Seriously. We are slowly getting gentrified where we live and now rap snacks are hard to find. <laughs> and I've been wanting the Trina chips so bad. You have you're fiending now, aren't you? <laughs> you are fiending for the chips. Yeah, so just as a side chip. note. Universe, please deliver this the Trina chips. They are awesome. Cool. But um, going back to that, I don't know. But good for McDonald's, I guess, for coming up with this partnership. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting about this. Because as part of the partnership, there were some items that Travis got in agreement to be able to um, put his name on what is basically a basic burger. And the Sprite, which I also understand it's Sprite with extra ice. Who the hell orders Sprite with extra ice? But apparently he does. So there is actually um, another thing they've been doing where on his tour, he's been selling McDonald's items, um, merchandise. And the merchandise range anywhere from, um, I believe it's, t-shirts there's blankets there's um believe it or not there's a giant nugget pillow (laughs) a giant nugget pillow a pillow that looks like a giant chicken nugget chicken big nugget actually what is called it was called a giant hyper realistic nugget body body pillow okay You, you can also get a travis scott cutout um, a cactus pack and a um, burger mouth rug. Um, so yeah, the the rug is um, three hundred fifty dollars. The nugget pillow, um, which immediately sold out, and I'll admit I actually looked at the nugget pillow because I thought, okay, one, it's a giant chicken nugget pillow. And even though I'm not a Travis Scott fan, it's a freaking giant chicken nugget body pillow. How funny is that? I think you just wanted to get a chicken McNugget pillow for your little chicken McNugget on the floor here. Exactly. I was just thinking a nugget pillow for the nugget. But then I saw how expensive it was. And then right now I, I went online to see if maybe like people bought it and they're reselling it. And people are actually reselling on eBay and other places for as high as $600 or more. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Nevertheless, Little Nugget is not getting his pillow. <laughs> no. If it's going to be a, what was it, a nugget pillow, then I suggest it come with, like, real nuggets on it. Like, I need one big chicken McNugget. No, it actually looks like a giant nugget. I don't get what it it's looks hilarious. like. It's hilarious. <laughs> I need for it to be a real nugget if I'm going to pay that much money. Oh, you want it to be a real ass Three-foot chicken nugget. Yes, I want it to be edible. <laughs> First of care. all, where would we put it? I don't care. Between me and the dog, it's going to go. Okay, I, I will agree with you there. The dog will totally put a hurt on it. He is literally the chewiest dog ever. And I will fight him for it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. But yes, that's... That's our thing. Once again, Travis got causing trouble for everybody. 
So if you're at a McDonald's and you realize that you cannot get um, your quarter pounder with cheese. Go to McDonald's. <laughs> which is only available in Chicago on Halloween. And if McDonald's is not available at the Wiener Circle, then yeah, you can probably hit up Travis Scott because he's probably the reason why you can't get any. <laughs> So outside of the Travis Scott, he is not the only celebrity that has benefited from food. The other one actually ties in with your work as far as sports returning. And that is actually um, Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That was fun. So, if you do not know who Lemon Pepper Lou is. Because he trademarked it. Yes, he actually trademarked it, which, okay, I'm not lying. That was pretty damn smart. <laughs> okay, so you might want to inform the people who don't know Lemon yes. Pepper Lou. So, Lemon Pepper Lou refers to Clippers player Lou Williams, right? So, when sports came back, they were dealing with the pandemic, right? And they were trying to figure out how to safely um, play the sport without causing any spread of the coronavirus. And what the NBA did, which was so brilliant, is that they um, basically took over a spot and they basically created a bubble. It was in what, Walt Disney World? Yes, I believe. The Walt Disney World Resorts. Right. And so the way that they've actually had this, it was just incredible. So there's a lot of testing involved. Once you're in the bubble, you are not allowed to leave until your team is eliminated during the playoffs. So once you're you're out, except if you have permission, you are out because they can't jeopardize the health of the players, certainly the coaches, many who are older, the staff, all of the people who work there. So they have worked really hard to create a system of checks and balances and rapid testing to keep their players safe. So Lou Williams back, I think it was in July, he made a decision. Was it to actually go off campus and leave the bubble? Because again, you could leave, but totally can do it when you have permission. And in his case, he actually did an extended goodbye. He decided to go, and say goodbye to a loved one. I think it's got grandfather passed away. Yes. Is what I understand. So it was reported back in July, late July, that when he came back, he was not allowed to immediately rejoin his team, but rather he had to quarantine for 10 days. Why, you ask? Yep. Because Lou decided not just to go to the funeral and come back. No, he decided to drown his sorrows, as well as a few dollars, at Magic City, which is a strip club in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. You know, he took the securities route. <laughs> he had some things to do. You know, he, he was in mourning. He had to drop some ones and fives and tens and whatnot. And here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not criticizing the strip club. I'm. Yes, she I, is. No, I'm not. You know what? Okay. When we first talked about the story, I was telling you that I was surprised the strip club that's open because, no offense, it's kind of hard to give a social distancing lap dance unless your ass is one place and the chairs in another. I just don't see how that works. 
the rear ends are quite large. <laughs> They're not that large, six ten, six feet. Okay. They carry B size. <laughs> so there's logistically speaking, I can't understand why a strip club is open during a mass pandemic. But on the other hand, you know what? They're adults and they've I hope that they're wearing masks and whatever. And then second of all, of all places, why would you like you're in the middle, like you're in a competitive run. Like the Clippers were in the playoffs, right? Well, they hadn't reached the playoffs yet. But they were highly favored to go and go far in the playoffs. Yeah. So the last thing you would want to do is to jeopardize that to go to a strip club. And so they asked him, like, dude, what the hell are you thinking? And comes to find out he went to the strip club for what? Lemon pepper wings. Yes. Apparently, he could not resist the Magic City lemon pepper wings, which apparently he loves the Magic City lemon pepper wings so much. He actually has wings named for him on the menu. Did you know that? I do now. (laughs) First of all, how often do you have to go to a strip club to have your own wings? If you throw in that much money up there, I suggest they name the wings after you. (laughs) I mean, how much money do you... Because Magic City is quite notorious as being a popular club. Yes. So you have to give a lot of money to get the wings named after you. I don't know that much about, you know, the specific menu at Magic City, but I'm thinking there's got to be some Jermaine Dupri wings. You know, they got to be some looter wings. You know, chicken and beer. Got to have a chicken and beer collection, but yeah. But I have uh, questions. Is that like the only place in Atlanta you can get wings? I mean, the idea of, okay, again, talking me now. And let me just also say for the record, no, I've never A, been to a strip club, or B, thought about going to a strip club to eat their wings. And again, I have nothing against a strip club. I've actually known people who were strippers and are working themselves to school or just, you know, did it for whatever reason. The, like I said, it's not a judgment. It's just for me personally. <laughs> and Big Daddy and I have talked about this. Here we go. <laughs> the idea of eating wings, knowing that there are various body parts of fleeing. I would literally just be lights all in everything. You probably couldn't control me in a strip club. I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. No worries. Pull out my wipe. Especially now in the pandemic, right? So (laughs) I can't imagine doing that in in any sense, but sure enough in a pandemic. And then the idea of just, hmm, you know what? I'm going to go and hit up the wings of the strip club. But it mm. comes to find out from what I've understand from watching ESPN, their wings are quite good. I'm sure they are. So again, no judgments. <laughs> I just know for me personally, I would probably go maximum OCD and like Lysol everything before I even think of touching a wing because there you are. <laughs> so <laughs> so um I have questions. Like, okay, is this like the only place to get these wings in Atlanta? The reason why he was willing to risk the Rona in the NBA final to go to this place for wings? Okay, first, <laughs> I have never had 
this is kind of like the I have never. I have never been to Magic City. I may have been to certain establishments in Atlanta and the general vicinity. I may have been to clubs that may have had wings, but maybe not lemon pepper. I may have had, you know, food at certain establishments that were, yes, really good. But maybe, you know, he needed to draw his sorrow and maybe the wings, maybe he got a good deal on them, you know, because they're named after him. Well, I guess so. Yeah, maybe he got them like, you know, the Do you Lou think Williams he got at least free? I mean, I would think if you spent that much money in the club, you get wings named after you. It'd be a shame you have to pay for them. Maybe they were at the buffet. Well, I guess. Well, are there buffets in the pandemic right now? I don't know. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. But yes. <laughs> and I've also never been to clubs during the pandemic. So Okay, before the pandemic, did you go to clubs just for the food? Just for the food. Because he claims he went just for the wings. <clears throat> play a player, pimp to pimp. Hold on. Are, are you going to have problems answering this because I'm your wife? Because I don't care if you went to clubs. I know you went to clubs. We went to college together. I know you went to clubs. Yes, my roommate <laughs> dragged me. There. I was a good Christian fellow. He didn't exactly drag you. <laughs> I remember you in college. Nonetheless. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> yes, I, I have never partaken of it by my own virtue. He has never been to a club in his entire life. <laughs> Man, I'm waiting for the lightning bolt to strike <laughs> me down. But no, nonetheless, I have been to clubs, and I have been to clubs that have had pretty decent you know, spreads that were food. But no, I have... No, I've never been to a club specifically because... Oh, the wings were tight, or oh, they're serving like this great pizza. No, no, I, I can't play that, you know. But no, there's no, you know, lemon pepper wings, wet or dry, that are named for me. So, thus, hey, it will, if Magic City wants to send me, like, you know, a package, care package with some wings, I'm willing to listen. But at the same time, no, I, I would, my answer is no, I generally have never been to a club. Specifically for their assortment. <laughs> their assortment. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, to be fair, Lou um, Williams did come back after his quarantine. He was back on the court, so he was able to play. Had to um, help the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers actually just got eliminated in the playoffs um, by a team that came back from 3-1 and made history doing it. That's that's astounding, but we were not going to talk about that now. Maybe they were had they went to the club and got some Denver omelets. <laughs> but Lou turned out to get the final laugh about that because Lou, because I forget, someone actually named him Limber Pepper Lou, making fun of this because obviously he became the laughing sack of the NBA of dude who's going to risk the Rona and everything for some lemon pepper wings. So he decided to trademark it. <laughs> so now coming to <laughs> a merchandise store near you will be Lemon Leper Lou items. Lemon Leper Lou what? Lemon Pepper Lou items, supposedly. Does it? I'm, I'm intrigued now. What, what kind of products are we getting from Lemon Pepper Lou? 
<laughs> look, if there's no lemon pepper seasoning, look, if I was Magic City, as I drop a dog biscuit, if I was Magic City, if you do not create a lemon pepper loo, like partner with them for a lemon pepper loo seasoning, mm-hmm. you are totally missing out on the opportunity there. Lemon pepper loo sauce. Yes. So you can have your own lemon pepper. Wait. Does it come with the stripper <laughs> dust? Okay. <laughs> now you've messed with me. Yes, I did. <laughs> Stop. I threw the gauntlet. But... <laughs> is it wet wings? I mean, is it lemon pepper wet? I mean, that makes a difference. Yes, it does. I would sometimes I like my, my lemon pepper dry, but a lot of people like it wet. This really sounds salacious when I say it, but thus. Yes. The lemon pepper loose sauce. The lemon pepper loop head. I personally look more power to him. I'm glad that he found a happy ending for that. Magic City, of course, supported him all the way. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to make some money off of that. But yeah. Um, the lemon pepper Lou legs drumsticks. Oh, so you're saying he should like license like chicken? Yeah, he should get his own like chicken line. Oh, kind of like how Mike Dicka has his own steaks. Yes, lemon pepper Lou chicken. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I love that idea. Sold exclusively from Magic City. <laughs> with, oh my god, I would never. No, no, I can't handle that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> See, since you let me, like, you know, <laughs> let my mind wander. That was a, a mistake. <laughs> we get to, wait a minute. We should get the lemon pepper loo meal where, like, you know, you get, like, you know, like a, a loo pack, you know, with special stuff in it. Oh, with, is that, like, the biscuits. grocery store where you get, like, a pinwheel where you get, like, legs and, yes. and thighs? Okay. So, what comes in a loo pack? Okay. You got you to gotta have your wings. You got to have them wet. You got to have, like, you know, lemon pepper loo biscuits. And then, wait a minute, on top of it, it comes with a drink. Sprite, kids. <laughs> not only that, not only does you get Sprite, but now you get Sprite, you know, and it's served to you with a stripper heel. You know, I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> and a can of Lysol from Jennifer. <laughs> That's on you. Lemon Pepper Lou, work on that. Part of your trademark. <laughs> But I want, I want like, you know, 5% off that. Oh, my God. So, oh, God. I'm sorry, the dog. I'm also going to think about the, uh, the LeBron <laughs> pack. Because, you know, if, if I'm going to talk about Lemon Pepper Lou, I got to give me the LeBron or the, you know, like the uh, Kawhi Leonard pack. I, I don't know what's in it, but I just figured I'd take a stab at it anyway. Can we get the, you know, the LeBron Bron Burgers? At the club. Is that before or after you get the much? You know what? We're not going to talk about it. So yes. We are not going to discuss that. You can Google if you'd like. <laughs> um, but anyway, shout out to Lou Williams for turning <laughs> lemons into lemonade, literally. <laughs> That's right. Make it hot. You know, speaking of hot wings, our, our wings, the other thing that caught our interest while we were on vacation is one man's lowly fight in order to stand up and call justice when he sees it. Yes, we are talking about a gentleman in Nebraska um, who went viral 
um, because he wanted to reach out and advise his council in Lincoln, Nebraska, to consider renaming boneless wings, renaming boneless chicken wings. Okay. According to Andrew Christensen, during a speech he made to the Lincoln City Council. Was his first name Hans? It really should have been. Okay. (laughs) He said that Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten out of control. That our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning. Treating things as though they're normal. Yes, I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and our hearts. And he basically argued, as I happen to argue, that there is no such thing as boneless chicken wings. They're simply chicken tenders, which are already boneless. Okay. Okay. He goes on to say, I don't go to order boneless tacos, and I don't order bo- go and order boneless club sandwiches. We need to raise our children better. Our children have been raised to be afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where the meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it is delicious. Yes, it is. <laughs> Calling the food to be renamed in Nebraska City. He then finishes with what I love, the best part, is that he suggested that the city call the dish Buffalo Stout Chicken Tenders, Wet Tenders, Trash, or my favorite, Saucy Nugs. Saucy Nugs. Okay, that last one sounds a little (laughs) notorious. I'm going to go with no. We can take these steps and show the country where we stand and that we understand we've been living a lie for far too long. We know it because we feel it in our bones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, player. Go, go <laughs> Andrew Christensen continued his search for correct chicken wings on social media after his viral testimony. He actually suggested that I'm looking for the best wings. Please send your suggestions to spicynugsforpresident at gmail.com. Might I suggest he gets together with Lou Williams? He might be able to direct in Magic City. Possible, yes. Because apparently the chicken wings are so good that you would risk an NBA championship in the Rona to get them. Yeah. I, I think agree. we can help Ander out. Yeah. Cross the <laughs> People helping people. So what do you think? What do I think? I personally agree with Ander that, you know what? We have been abusing the name Boneless Chicken Wings for far too long. And they are, in fact, chicken nuggets. Giant chicken nuggets. Okay. That being said, yes. First of all, (laughs) Christian Anderson, whatever his name is. (laughs) I I would like to say you are quite litigious with this. Oh, no, he didn't sue. He just wanted it to be a declaration. He wanted to be a declaration. Okay. I would like to say I very much agree with him. And it's for this reason that, yes, if you are going to call something boneless and originally it should have been boned and you changed it up, like you pulled it apart and you reconfigured it, but originally it should have been, you know, there should have been bones to start with. Kind of like Scottie Pippen, I ain't paying for the bones. (laughs) But 
I fully agree with that. Yes, boneless chicken wings should have already been like deboned chicken, not just random formed chicken that I'm hoping was originally chicken and not some other like, you know, mechanically disoriented uh, meat that was put together. Yeah, yeah, I very much so. I don't need people lying. My biggest thing is don't lie to me about what it originally was, except for bologna. Just don't tell me. But my other thing was, you know, I remember a few months ago when the gourmet guru brought home some, as she said, some buffalo style wings. And I took a bite at them. I was eating it and I was like, hmm, these are, this is some jacked up chicken. I don't know how I feel about this chicken. I said, this chicken tastes a little funky. And she said, it's good healthy chicken. I'm thinking it's free range. No, it was not chicken at all. It was cauliflower. Oh, no, 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 no. I got on my horse. I was mad. I was ready to, I was ready to start kicking stuff out of the house. Still feeling a little salty about yes, that. Yes, I'm huh? still a little warm about that. Okay. How are you gonna tell okay. me it's buffalo style, you know, chicken? And it ain't gonna, it ain't even chicken. First of all, it was yes, it was buffalo style cauliflower chicken nuggets. Buffalo style nuggets. It was vegan. It was from our friends at Vibration, who we totally love. Um, and. They were delicious. The fact that you could not get over the fact that they were meatless, that was your deal. I couldn't get over nothing because I was lied to. When it was put on a <laughs> when it was put on a plate or a card in front of me, I was told one thing and oh I was so it was bait and switch. I was told wait a minute. Let me also explain everybody. Everybody Braxton is looking at Daddy, right now, I heard, and wings. he's like confused as what's going on. Wait a minute, I heard some words in there that made me think it was one thing when it was quite another, and I am still a little warm about that. Yes, but yes, I agree with this fellow that yes, boneless chicken wings are chicken tenders, nave or chicken nuggets. But yeah, don't lie to me. I will not accept that. However, if they're good, I'll be willing to think about it. Okay. Like well, good lemon pepper. So, one, I'm very sorry that I hurt your feelings by giving you a meatless meal. Secondly, they were delicious. <laughs> and finally... This face says... <laughs> You lied to me. Apparently, we 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 have some issues, ladies and gentlemen, that we need to work on off mic, which we will have a discussion on later. I was bamboozled, <laughs> but nevertheless, kudos to Anders for sticking up to his ideals. And Ender, I suggest you reaching out to Lemon Pepper Lou. He could probably hook you up with some Lemon yeah. Pepper Wet, and you guys will be a match made in heaven. Let us stray. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be so. <laughs> Lastly, 
And you wanted to bring this up because it was something that you were confused about because you were on Instagram recently. Um, I was taking a little bit of a social media break because getting used to my new job and transitioning out of a job where I had to work on social media like all the time to one where I could just focus on working. And you had brought up something that you were confused about and you had asked me, so I thought it'd be worth chatting about it on the podcast. And that was your confusion over charcuterie boards. First of all, it always profounds me that charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah. Sounds sounds real good. <laughs> so they're all the rage right now. They've been in existence forever. Um, basically, if you're not familiar, you haven't been on Instagram lately. I have friends who have have lately been posting um, their latest meats and cheeses and other fine items that are arranged gorgeously on the board. Um, you can find them the boards everywhere, by the way. They actually sold them at Strack and Van Til. That's when I knew it was being like a big thing because I'm like, you can find it everywhere. And it's all the rage right now because, again, it's <clears throat> something simple. People aren't able to go out and eat right now. And so it gives them an opportunity to really kind of have the fine dining experience where you can kind of graze on that and simulate, I mean, recreate like going to brunch or having a light meal without all the work. And then certainly it'd be something for you to do as you're cooped up at home. Mm. So right now um, there are a lot of different um things that are out there that are educating people on how to put together a charcuterie board. They're really popular in college campuses, which is surprising. Which tells me how bad this is. Well, no, because if you think about it, what better way if you're like gathering with your friends and you can't afford anything, but putting cold cuts, fruits and other items in a nice arrangement, it's actually something that is really, really kind of a good way to kind of feel good. Without spending a lot of money. Do these college students and or people who put together these boards, do any of them look like me? <laughs> Actually, quite a few of them. In fact, it's just something that's just really, 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 um, I can't think right now. I'm sorry. I'm still hung up on your obsession that I mistreated you with the buffalo wings. They were good. <laughs> no, they weren't. I mean, nothing against vibration, you know, because, you know, they have good vegan food at the same time. No, I was led astray. I was bamboozled. But you know what? The fascinating thing now is that charcuterie boards used to focus on just meats and cheeses. But now um, I've been seeing boards of all different types, including there's one that I just saw that was featured last month in the New York Times, where basically... It's all, instead of having traditional meat, they have items such as watermelon ham and plant-based meat products, which judging by your face and your response from the, mm. <laughs> your response for the buffalo cauliflower wings, maybe that's a no for you. <laughs> okay, good, good answer. <laughs> but um, there's also one that I thought was rather interesting where you can actually recreate a charcuterie board featuring 90s snacks, 90s related snacks. 
So they're talking like cereals and different things. Um, so it doesn't always have to be meat and cheeses. But um, yeah, this particular board is actually pretty cool. Um, Pops, for some reason, Pop Sugar is like obsessed with charcuterie boards. So if you guys no want to shit, check them that out. comes from Pop Sugar. <laughs> But no, you got to check this one out. And actually, this one is hilarious. It's actually a board and it has everything from Pop Rocks to Dunkaroos, which just as a side note, where the hell are you guys getting Dunkaroos? I've been craving that for years. Um, To Hubba Bubba Bubble Tape, Pretzels, Doritos, and it even has um, Cosmic Brownies, which, oh my God, those are amazing. I, uh, I, I'm completely lost now. Well, you were confused before when you asked me about it. I'm like you were asking why are all of these people just eating, what did you say? Like cold cuts on the board? Yes. <laughs> that was the exact, exact phrasing. <laughs> because it's gorgeous and it's easy to make and people want something elegant and fun. And elegant and Easy fun. to put together because they've been stuck at home forever. And you can create one pretty inexpensively with like pâtés, everything from high end like pâtés and caviar to I've seen like my friend. Oh my gosh, my friend Lee has been creating some really great ones with like you know grapes and strawberries and a lot of fruit based items. And you're still wrinkling your nose. Okay, all right. So obviously that doesn't work for you. So no. what would be your ideal charcuterie board if you were to create one? Okay, first chicory board. Yes. Okay, good stuff. Uh, what would be on my chicory board? Uh, You'd probably change it to like manly board or something like that. Yeah, first of all, we're gonna <laughs> we gonna cut this board because by the time I get done with this, <laughs> this damn thing better be like a dagwood in the making. Okay. But yeah, I'd be one. The idea say, is supposed to be spread out elegantly. Elegantly. <laughs> yes. Look at me. Do I look elegantly? <laughs> Am I an elegantly built man? No, this is a man which meal looking board. No, I'm So you're basically gonna put together one of those lunchables and just lay them out. There's gonna be above lunchables. <laughs> We're gonna start off with looking dagwoodish. It's gonna look like hoagies and no, it's I'm remember how I was talking about that uh the hack for the uh the Popeye's chicken and the Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. Okay. Matcha curry boy is going to look a lot like that. Matter of fact, we're going to replace the Popeyes with Lou's lemon pepper wings. Matter of fact, we're going to throw some, we're going to get some straight cheesesteaks from, from Gino's out in Philly. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not sponsored in any way by Lou's Magic City Wings or Sprite. <laughs> I just thought we'd mention that since we've been saying that quite a bit during this episode. That's right. Matter of fact, <laughs> but it's Sprite wants to give us money because again they are the blackest sodas. That's right. I'm okay with. We're that. down with that. <laughs> or Seven Up. If Seven Up wants to rap, no. no, 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 no. Hey, I'm trying to. I'm trying to cover all bases. <laughs> Even if Canada Dry wants to jump in this, hey, I'm willing to talk. No, I'm willing to be the spokesperson for Canada Dry. <laughs> okay, but nonetheless, yes, Chikuri board. Absolutely positive. I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to talk cheeses too. You know, lemon pepper wings, pepper jack cheese, Monterey Jack. You know, we can get some Ritz crackers on that. 
I'm surprised she didn't put like Cheese Whiz and Velveeta. Okay, hold on. Cheese Whiz and Velveeta. Okay, let me throw that in too. Okay, we can get that going. We got some wings. Okay, let me get let me get some sausages. You know, I might need I might need a pork chop platter from the coach. Wait, a pork chop a platter of just pork? Not just pork. Coach Dicka's pork chops. Okay, this is going off the rails already. Or sausages. <laughs> I need Chicago flavor here. You know, maybe a steak that I need to slap on this bad boy. That's on my board. Okay. My board's going to be extra large. But anyway, I'm sorry. Let me let me bring it back to you with your chicory board. No, uh, no, no. I'm not even coming up with that because right now I think I'm having... <laughs> it's giving you a coronary uh, artery I think problem. my artery is just clogged listening to your board. Oh, my colon. But exactly. Yes. Okay, that's on my, my that's on my chicory board. <laughs> chicory board. That, so that anyway, if you guys want to check out some of the great chicory boards out there, Pop Sugar actually does a really great job of covering it. No, they don't. Um, no. No, no. Sorry. You checked out Pop Sugar? No, no. I don't watch or look at Pop Sugar. Then how do you know? Because <laughs> it just sounds bad. <laughs> I need a King of Queens board now. No, honestly, you can find them on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, if you want something really simple and easy to do. <laughs> and I don't even know why we're chatting about this. You were just like, when we were going through the production notes before we started recording, you were just like, dude, I want to figure out what the hell is going on with this cold cut board. <laughs> yes, I want I need to. <laughs> Yes, I'm it was important enough for us to discuss it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I tell you what, we're going to take a break. Because <laughs> I feel that we've already gone off the world. <laughs> the deep end. But when we come back, we will close out the podcast as we do every episode by talking about the best thing we ate this week. So you're listening to the Gourmet Goover podcast and we will be right back. Gooberland, this is JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober. Do you consider yourself gumberworthy? Maybe you are a little bit gourmet and a lot ratchet. Well, if so, tell the world what your very own goober gear, from aprons and mugs to t-shirts and hoodies, is the perfect way to support our show while telling the world that you're part of Gooberland. So just head over to gooberswag.com, that's gooberswag.com, and get your very own goober gear now. I'm JJ Outlaw. Hi, it's the Outlaw. And we are back with the Gourmet Goober Podcast with the last segment of the show that we like to share the best thing we ate. Well, we normally call it the best thing we ate this week, but since we've been gone for a while, <laughs> maybe we can share the best thing we had on vacation. And that includes chain restaurants, hole in the wall, stuff that we made that we're really excited about, that we loved and we wanted to share with everyone. So, as always, I start with Big Daddy. Da, 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 da. And before I get started, there's one thing. <laughs> Again, because of the pandemic, it's not like we can go to a studio or thing like that to record. So, we are making this in our house. And so, the reason why I say that 
is if you hear some squeaky stuff in the background, that is not us getting it on. <laughs> that is our dog who decided just now as we started recording to grab the squeakiest of all his squeaky toys and join in. So we've made a couple attempts to record before we just accepted the fact that, yes, Braxton may be a part of this podcast in more ways than one. So if you hear that, just know you're not hearing anything illicit. It's just our dog playing with his toy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Chewy is on his grind. Yes, Chewy is on his grind this morning. So, Big Daddy, what is the best thing that you had um, since we were last on the air? Well, the last thing I remember since... And I'd like to give a, a, a short shout-out, even though this is completely non-related to the great spectacle underground that was the versus battle between Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle and Auntie Chella, uh, their versus battle between two R&B soul titans was just immaculate. <laughs> and I love it because it was great food making well before enduring. Oh, that's true. We did have chicken and waffles. Um, we were also supposed to get a patty pie. But because of the fur, I was not able to go and get the patty pie. Damn you, fur. <laughs> but yes, because um, I was wondering, like, where are you going with this in the food segment? And then I realized, yes, their promos were hilarious because it was just them in the kitchen. They weren't singing at all. They were just like Patty LaBelle was like making cornbread and collard greens and, <laughs> and pulled out a patty pie. And she's like, yeah, this is what I cook to go against you. Um, so what are you doing, Gladys? And I'm just like, are we having the throwdown in the kitchen or in the <laughs> or in the recording the studio? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but that was good. If you guys missed it, Auntie Ch <laughs> Okay, it's not Auntie Cello, but if you're not familiar, Versus is um this company that does a lot of um pairs to like-minded um, either groups or singers or what have you, and they kind of go together hit for hit. So they've had things like, what, Brandy and Monica? Yes. Um, which was hilarious. They had, what was the one that we saw? It was, was it 312? It was the group 112 versus... <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry, the quartet of 112 versus <laughs> the one, I'm sorry, the quartet of... Jagged Edge. Then it was Teddy Riley and Babyface. Which kicked off like all kind of great. <laughs> Didn't they do like t Teddy Riley and Babyface did like three times? Yes, because Teddy Riley couldn't get his audio right. <laughs> but the last one they had right before we recorded was um, Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight. And when I tell you that took me back because I grew up listening to that music. Ooh, we felt like we were just listening to grown folks' conversation and that we were kids again. <laughs> but it was great. And Dionne Warwick kind of popped in there at the end, right? Yeah, she just kind of <laughs> snuck in, got her little plug, you know. I think she knew about it well before. Someone tipped Dionne off and she just decided to sing some bars and, um, and then leave. But no, it was really a good time. And of course, you can't watch... That sort of thing without cooking something, you have way too much respect for the aunties. So I made some chicken and waffles that were really good, actually. Yes, they were. <laughs> and I still owe you the patty pie or assimilation thereof. That's right. So my the best thing I ate this week, because uh, 
aside from eating the chicken and waffles and fiending for the patty pie, was uh, we took a little side trip and we actually saw the the border of Illinois and Indiana. Just to, you know, we stepped in for a second and got back because we had to socially distance and keep safe. But the best thing I ate this week was a weird thing was I went on the way back. We stopped by a place called Capriati's, which is chainish. But I went and had a chicken parmesan sandwich sub, if you will, and with hot peppers as opposed to sweet peppers. I don't know why, but. It actually kind of warmed my tummy nice and yummy. I loved that chicken parmesan sandwich because I was so hungry. <laughs> I have to say, Capriati's food is really, really good. Um, and if you're not familiar, they're like a sub chain. Um, one thing that they're known for that I'm working myself up to try is they have something um, that is similar to, for example, those of you who live in on Philly, and then also I think they have them in Florida. A place called Wawa's that's known for their sandwiches. Wawa, yeah, Capriati has a similar sandwich um, to their gobbler sandwich called the Bobby, um, and it has like turkey, and it has dressing, and it has um, <laughs> what else? Like cranberry sauce. Mm. It it sounds like Thanksgiving on a sandwich. Okay. So that's what they're known for, but they also, Capriati also has these really great Philly cheesesteaks that they make uh, with Wagyu beef, by the way, which so good. Um, so yeah, it's actually one of my favorite places to go, and so I'm glad that I was able to introduce you to that on the way back. I like how they have a Bobby, but they don't have a Whitney. <laughs> I think maybe because they can't call it the Gobbler. Okay. But, um, but yeah, because that's a Wawa sandwich. But everyone, because I got into, I'm a member of like a lot of foodie um, Facebook groups and people were raving about the gobbler at, um, at Wawa's because Wawa's, it's like a gas station slash convenience store, but you really go for the food. Um, and a lot of my friends said, hey, if there's a Capriati's near you, get that sandwich. It's almost exactly the same. Okay. But I've never actually had a chance to, I mean, I've tried their um, Philly steaks, um, but I've never had a chance to try their um, chicken Parmesan. So I'm glad it was really good. Yeah, I was surprised because originally I went in and thought I was going to get a Philly cheesesteak, but somehow... Mine just tripped to saying, hey, I want to try something different, chicken parmesan. So it actually turned out a lot better than I anticipated. And it's grilled chicken. It's not fried chicken, right? That is correct. Which is unusual with a lot of parmesan sandwiches. So, yay. So I'm glad that you like that. And again, it's Capriati's is one of my favorites. We went to one. Where were we? Were we in Hammond? Were we in Hammond or was it? I think we were in Hammond because it's just when you get off the Mitchell Road, yeah, yeah, in Indianapolis Boulevard. But they have them all over the place, and so as always, in our show notes, we'll give you the link to where you can find your own Capriati's. Cool. Um, for me, um, because we had a chance to do a lot, and I, you know, because my schedule changed, I was able to do a lot of cooking, which I love to cook. So actually the best thing I had this 
during our vacation is something that I made. And it is a recipe from Frankie, who is the host of Struggle Mills on Taste Made. And if you haven't seen Struggle Mills before, it's different than Struggle Plates, where most people are familiar with. But Struggle Mills is the premise is we weren't counting on you barking. <laughs> he is alive. So, okay. There's dog barking. There is dog barking. Should I continue on? Well, can't stop him. Uh, uh. Braxton, come here. Okay, this is just lovely. <laughs> We're back, y'all. <laughs> we have a dog. Anyway, what I was saying is... Um, Who's thirsty? I guess I'll try to edit that out. (laughs) Anyway, what I was saying was that um, the whole premise of Struggle Mills is that you can make food that's nourishing and that can feed you, um, but it doesn't cost a lot. And so I made his recipe for beef stew. It's finally the first time because I'm a big daddy can tell you I'm obsessed with the show. I watch all of them all the time. I binge watch them, but, and you can catch them online. You can catch them on YouTube. You can catch them on Tastemade. If you have the app that you can get on online, Um, Tastemade is even something that you can find on like YouTube TV, for example. Um, And we have Xfinity now, so we can find it on, Comcast as well as an app. But um, I finally got around to making one of his recipes and it was his beef stew. And it was really great. It had like rutabaga and a lot of great root vegetables, but it was just really hearty and just delicious and very simple to make, I have to say. Now, I do say that I don't, I think we went over the price per serving. Because I think the Struggle Mills, you can get it under $3 per serving. And considering the rutabaga itself was like $1.49, we probably exceeded that. But so worth it. So I can't recommend that enough. And I'll show the link to the Struggle Mill and the recipe if you wanted to make it yourself, since it's fall and it's a perfect time for beef stew. Um, Special shout out to the people at Baker's Pizza. Um, We finally, um, because I was up against a hard deadline and I... I had a time that I wasn't able to cook. So I ordered bagels for the first time and it was hella good. Okay. Bagels. Yeah. Remember we ordered their deep dish. Okay. Bagels pizza deep dish. Right. Because I didn't even know they made deep dish, but it was clearly amazing. Have you angered the gods of the deep dish of Chicago with this? There's bagels in Chicago. Yes, there is bagels in Chicago. I'm just saying the... Gods of Chicago, the Luminati's, the Geno's East, the Giordano's, the the Connie's, the Home Run Inn. Okay, maybe not that one. But nonetheless, <laughs> the Uno and the Due. So in other words, you're talking about the classic makers of the pizza. Um, you are correct. Well, you know, given my druthers, I would rather prefer getting it from them. Or Eduardo's. You didn't mention Eduardo's. They're actually... Yes. One of my all-time favorites. Um, the Thor of the group. But that said, yeah, Baker's was really good. And it was 
you know what got it for me was their tomato sauce. It was really fresh. You know, it wasn't like burnt down with a lot of other additives. It was just a good, hearty, fresh tomato sauce on top. And for some reason, it just like totally made the pizza. So, I mean, the they were they came correct with all the toppings. But yeah, that sauce was amazing, I have to say. So yeah, Baker's Pizza and of course, the beef stew from Struggle Mills. <laughs> okay. So, um... Big Daddy, um, first of all, where can they find you on social media? I'm sorry. I just, I can't believe the dog was barking during the recording. The he dog, was so good. Dog does what dogs do. Uh, you can find me, T Outlaw, at T Outlaw on Twitter and on Instagram at T Outlaw Chelsea Wells, like the movie. As always, you can find me at JJ Outlaw. Um, you can also, or JJ Outlaw on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at <laughs> um, Gourmet Goober. Oh, I forgot to share with you guys. Plum Good Media, our distributor, is actually on Medium. So you can actually look up Plum Good Media on Medium and you can catch um, postings about us there. Um, so that's really cool. You can always go to the gourmet goober at gmail.com. And on behalf of big daddy and I, we just want to say thank you for listening to the gourmet goober podcast and welcoming us back after a very extended break. Hopefully next time we will not have a doggy enjoy us during the conversation, but until next time, happy eating. Happy eating.